Brent Ibby has joined me in the studio, the chair of New Zealand Rugby. We're going to give Brent about 10 minutes or so to explain exactly why this is a great deal. We'll go to the break, we'll come back, and then Rob Nicholl will join us, and he'll have his say as well. And I think for the first time in my life, I'm the reasoned moderator in the middle of this. Brent, welcome to the show, and welcome to the studio. Thank you, Marty, and uh, welcome to uh, all your listeners. Actually, before I start, can I do just something privately? Go on. Uh, my motor car got stolen yes, this morning. <laughs> a black um, A4 Audi. Audi. And if uh, anyone comes across it with the registration number JQP295, please contact the police. Yeah, JQP295. P two nine five. Okay, where does Nickel live? It's obviously I mean, something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, God, I hate it when the car gets stolen. It's just it will do a nightmare. Uh, drama. Floor right. is yours, mate. Thank you. So, why are we doing this deal? Well, the New Zealand rugby setup means that we lose money eleven years out of twelve. When I joined the board, we had revenue of ninety-five million. Most of it made up of selling jerseys, sponsorship, uh, broadcasting. Today, it's closer to one hundred and seventy million. But we still run at, uh, at a loss because everything that we earn gets spent uh, on the game. A lot of that money, 80% of the money that we spend on the game, gets spent on the professional players and only 20% on the community game. We have to pay that amount to the professional players because we're in a, we're in a market where we can lose them to the likes of Japan, the UK, etc. But it's the other part of the game, the other 158,000 rather than the 270 professional players where the game is suffering. Go around any ground, look at, look at the clubs, look at the teenagers who drop off, the fact that we've been unable to really invest in the women's game, issues around uh, Māori and Pacifica, um, clubs that can't afford boots. And, um, and I use the example of, of Weymouth, one of the clubs in South Auckland, which has really, really struggled. We've got a great um, population of, of people out there, but they just haven't got the money, and we struggle to be able to, to, to match that. So why are we doing this? We're doing this because our model is broken, and uh, we need to make sure that clubs and kids and volunteers and referees, etc., all over the country can, um, can progress and we can grow as it is our national game. So that's why we are doing it. Um, the model that we've had uh, from, uh, uh, from Silver Lake has been done after an exhaustive process. We uh, retained uh, an international firm called Jefferies who looked at all of the other options, including debt, bonds, etc. And this, this deal at 12.5%, remembering New Zealand rugby still controls 87.5%, is actually a, a no-brainer. Not only Jefferies, but uh, people out there will know who PWC is. They carried out a full report for all of our provincial unions and stakeholders, and they overwhelmingly recommended that we did this deal. Then the Players Association went off to BDO with a, with a recommendation of 5%. It's absolute nonsense. No one in New Zealand is going to pay 5% for the valuation that Silverlake have, have, have put on this, of um, uh, valuing New Zealand rugby rights at $3.1 billion. Why is Silverlake doing it? Silverlake's doing it because they've got the capability through technology. Uh, most of the stuff is offshore. New Zealanders won't really notice the difference. But we've got 25 million fans in the US. Uh, in the UK, um, the All Blacks are the number two team. Huge, as we saw in Japan so, last year. So how do you year. measure that? I mean, where do they measure that from? 25 million, that's a huge percentage of the United States population. Before Silver Lake put in their bid, they uh, carried out a heck of a lot of research. So they wouldn't have put in a value of New Zealand rugby at $3.1 billion without that research. They've got to do it. Is that, sorry, is that, so is that $25 million that know about the All Blacks? They love the All they Blacks. They all love the All okay. they're, 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 they're All Black fans. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, what New Zealander would put in 5% at the same value as Silver Lake? Well, the Silver Lake deal, the aim of that is to grow New Zealand's commercial revenue, which currently sits, let's call it $200 million. So they believe that Annually, can be, yeah. yeah, they can believe that that can be supercharged. How is that going to be supercharged? Through, um, if, if for, your, for your listeners who follow the NBA, you can go on the NBA site and you can see all the content that's produced, the way they, they package and do it. That's what we want to do. So people all around the world can um, subscribe in to uh, a digital service. doesn't apply to New Zealand because you can watch uh, all the matches on Sky Television. We know all these fans exist around the world, but we don't know who they are. So we want to be able to set up a, a database that means we can communicate with those fans, whether it's around um, ticketing for matches, whether it's about merchandising, whether it's about content or whatever it is. So it's all about new business uh, initiatives. Can't you do this yourself, so without Silver Lake involved? We don't have the capability of doing it. As I said, we, we run at break-even. We're, we're a hand-to-mouth uh, organisation. I mean, there's a perception out there that New Zealand rugby is, is rolling in money. It's not true. Um, you know, I've been on the board for 10 years. Not a great business record, what I'm about to tell you here, Marty. But um, uh, we've run uh, nine, nine years of losses and one year of making a lot of money out of a Lions tour. But the... the the, the, what, what is so uh, upsetting about this is that uh, the Players Association uh, go and get a report carried out by BDO. And quite frankly, it's like having a master dissertation from PWC and NZR marked up by a third former. That's how, that's how pathetic uh, the recommendations have come through from um, uh, the Players Association and, and BDO. That's all stuff, though, that you guys got to argue behind closed doors because you get a report, they get a review. And and, and, and we all know it's like going to court, isn't it? No, I mean, it's that, not. You, that you're going to get a psychiatrist who's going to write you what you want to hear. I, I'm sorry, that's not right. We have had a, if you think about the advice that we've received from uh, an international company called Jefferies who exhaustively looked at all this, we set up a, a committee comprising New Zealand board members experts in New Zealand, provincial unions, uh, to really look and study all of this. We haven't done this, done, done this lightly at all. So where you then look at it is, is this. Um, the Players Association are saying, and this is what I'd like you to, to put to, um, to Rob Nickel, because we had a, uh, a Zoom from them in a presentation, what was it, uh, Thursday, um, Thursday a week ago, and uh, essentially what it comes down to is, is this. Number one, they will approve the deal if they can get the money. So it is all about what the do you money. Mean, what do you mean if they can get the money? So if this can, 300 and something million that comes in, do they want a slice of that? Absolutely they do. So currently the players get 36% of revenue that is that is generated by them. Yep. So broadly, if you've got revenue of 200 million, they're going to get 71, 70, million, 70 yeah. million of that. Mm -hmm. So what they're saying is we want to keep the percentage. So if the, if the revenue from uh, Silver Lake, which they expect to do, uh, doubles to 400 million, all of a sudden they've got a 50% pay increase. So 50 million would go in. Uh, on our projections, they're a little bit lower, a little bit more conservative, um, they end up getting four, over 40% of the new money that comes in. Why is New Zealand rugby fighting this? We're fighting this because the need is at the community level. It is at those schools. You know, you go out to... Hang on a second. So you just said that they get 36%. They want 36% yep. of the new money coming in, and yep. you just said that they will get 40% of it. No, no. Uh, under our model, under our model, uh, they, they want... They'll be getting 40, over 40% of the new money that comes in. Right, they get thirty-six percent. That's and that's what they're fighting for. You'll hear Rob saying, "Oh no, it's not about the money. We just want to keep the same percentage." Yeah, but it's a percentage of a massively um, different different amount. It's like if you, if I'm sure some of your uh, listeners, they'll be they'll be running businesses. 
right? And and so the business gets in new revenue, and all of a sudden the, the business has gone from 10 million revenue to 20 million revenue. Mm-hmm. Well, your staff don't come around and say, well, as a result of that, I want uh, double my money. Well, I, I tell you what, this is what you negotiate for, isn't it? Yes, because if yeah. you are in a position where your empl- your employer needs you bad, that's exactly what you do. Yeah, but then um, it's taking away what our responsibility is. Our responsibility is to make sure that the game thrives in New Zealand, and it, it is and it is struggling. You go out to any secondary oh, school, Marty, and you know you've you've got you've got some elite schools, but you've got schools with large numbers uh, who've got virtually no rugby. I mean, I'll give you a couple How of examples. How much do you spend on this at the moment, the union? How much do they spend on what you'd call grassroots rugby? Well, um, of our of our money. Um, uh, about 100 and, 170 million comes in. It's 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 break even. There are uh, there are expenses that that uh, that go out, but um, broadly uh, twenty uh, the, the player generated revenue eighty um, percent we spend on the commercial game a game. Mm-hmm. So that's broadly one hundred and twenty and thirty million. Yep. And uh, that's not just the players. There's a whole bunch of other things that go with the costs of that. And then uh, there's um, sort of 20 to 30, 30 odd million that gets spent on the, um, but more than 30, that gets spent on the uh, community game. And how much are you going to increase that if, if you take this deal? Um, if we can take this deal, we can supercharge that, uh, uh, that money that goes into the community game. What we plan to do is set up a legacy fund, which will build up over a period of time. Remember our reserves and all our provinces, their reserves got smashed as a result of COVID. So uh, we all went, we all took a, took a hit. Um, the legacy fund develops up uh, largely and it'll be like an endowment fund. So you're the Weymouth Club and you need uh, new toilet facilities. You apply to the legacy fund via Counties Manukau. Uh-huh. And um, and you you get the money and then you go and build the your two facility. questions before we go and you're going to come back after Rob has spoken so we'll go to the break and we'll give him a chance the so three fifty million if it gets given what happens to it does it go straight to the bank account and do you spend it or does it just sit there and you're going to earn interest off it no once once we've got our um, reserves back up to to the right level. Uh, the legacy fund builds up. Now you can't go and spend all the capital because because therefore you're going to lose the money. So you've got to invest the money, uh, and then from that from those investments at a certain level, you then use that that money that comes in to uh, to run your your legacy fund. But you've got to have a you've got to have a base. Mm-hmm. Also, how far away are you guys? And 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 is there a possibility that you just can't agree, or do you honestly believe that you are that you can and you are going to get closer? Well, one of the things I do agree with David Kirk and Rob Nickel about is that we, you know, despite the fact that here we are in a in a in a debate, we are in good faith bargaining. So we want to reach a deal. I mean, we've had a um, a collective agreement with the uh, Players Association for twenty five years. So we know that that uh, there There's is seven mediation th- sessions, mate. I mean, yeah. you might as well just phone the divorce lawyer after that. No, no, no. Well, that. I mean, both you and I have done that, money, but but it's not <laughs> it's not necessarily the the right way. It costs you a lot of money. It does. So um, we hope that we can do through collective bargaining, yep. uh, reach um, a, a deal with them um, over over the next uh, period of time. Silver Lake's very patient. The fact that the provincial unions voted unanimously, not only the provincial unions. Yeah, Heartland as well, yeah. yeah, all that, yeah. But, but every every provincial union has a board, and all those boards voted unanimously. This is overwhelming. That happened support. on Thursday, the AGM. All right, we will break. That's Brent Impey, Chair of New Zealand Rugby. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Rob Nickel from the Players Association will join us. We'll listen to Rob. Brent will come back after that, and you've got plenty of time this afternoon to heap in if you do want to. 0800 80 1080 or 9292 on our text.